everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from fall time in Utah. It's thank God I'm atheist. <laughs> we probably shouldn't sing when we got music playing <laughs> behind us. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, anyway. Uh, hey, uh, I'm... Wait, what do we do? Thank God I'm atheist, and then I say something. The podcast! <laughs> wow. Well, we kind of interrupted ourselves. <laughs> I know my I'm, lines. Yeah, I'm Shut Frank up. Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And Dan. Yeah. Boy, howdy. Coming up today, we're yeah. going to talk about when sort of unlikely allies, when we have unlikely allies as atheists, and yeah. what to do about that and what it means, and then take a, uh, an issue that's sort of lining up and play around with it. We're going to have to do some sandbox type stuff. Oh, we are. We're going to just play around with we're, the issues. We're, we're, we're going to talk about uh, what, what happens if the religious people agree with us. <laughs> because do we have to, like, blow things up? Right. Do we have to just... Well, give... and the problem is, because they're it's sort of religious people... It is going to be inconsistent as well. Yeah, they're not gonna, always going to line up with. There's going to be gonna, there's going to be issues. Yeah, so. we got we got problems coming down the pike. We'll yeah. solve we'll solve all of the world's problems. Yeah, coming up uh, later on the show. <laughs> well, but starting off, Dan. Yes, um, I'm going to begin with a story that is just uh, there's a lot of landmines in this one. Dan. Oh, good. Um, so you're going to have to bear with me. Um, <laughs> Milton Wainwright, 78 years old, uh, New Zealand, New uh, Zealander. Uncle Milty. Uncle Milty. Uh, uh, it's a different Milton. Go he on. He considers himself a devoted Christian. Okay. Uh, and he, upon some reflection about a Maori carving that was out in the woods. Sure. That was on kind of this little trail thing that he likes to go on apparently mm. near his where he lives uh had a uh, a phallus okay that he f he deemed inappropriate oh god he please don't destroy this piece of somebody else's <laughs> art please don't do that it was obscene uh-huh it was immoral uh-huh and after uh, not succeeding in cutting off the phallus oh. with a uh, a saw, just like a handsaw, <laughs> because Dan, Dan, he couldn't do it. The wood was too hard. <laughs> oh man! He took a chainsaw. He came back with a chainsaw. Oh my god! You <laughs> fucking idiot! And cut it off. Oh, um, good I Lord. watched the video that accompanies this this story. He videoed himself doing it. No, he's interviewed for oh, the local okay. media, right? And uh, and he he describes the phallus as being sort of disproportionate. Well, it, right. If you can't get it off with a saw, that's a big dick. No, it really wasn't. Oh, what? I mean. When 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 you imagine You've been somebody watching being, too much porn. being bothered by a disproportionate penis, sure, right? I I I mean I've been to I, I've been to Pompeii and that kind of mm -hmm. stuff where like I and and seen Roman stuff, right? Where there were like these like giant phallus figures. Yeah, right? I mean like there and are so art was, pieces where where the 
where the the penis is larger than the body of the man, yeah. sort of. Thing. Yeah, and and I sort of was imagining that that's what this was. This was the the figure itself is 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 out of sort of normal human proportions. It has a, a, a elongated torso mm. and a big head and short legs. Sure. Well, the 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 penis compared to the legs, yeah, it kind of went down like half the leg. Okay. Which in normal proportions would be would be enormous. Right. Right. Um but it's just a stylized it's a stylized statue. statue. The penis compared to the torso, not that big. Huh. Right? And so also So it was hanging down. It wasn't thrust out. It was not th- it was not pointing away. It was not pointing up. It was it was in essence uh down right right and uh sort of carved into the relief of the legs it wasn't oh. even separate well, no wonder, from well no wonder his handsaw didn't his hand work saw that's totally the didn't wrong work. tool entirely yeah a chainsaw however chainsaw will do just kind of that'll, that'll do the trick did just just uh shaved oh, it away God. you um, can't handle a fucking penis yeah you oh. have one dickhead right presumably Milton, yeah, who um, works at the first of all, the name of the town is Woodville. <laughs> okay, he works at the Oregon Museum, <laughs> the unfortunately Shh. named Woodville Organ Museum. One where one the, presumes that's about the, musical the instruments. Uh, I I would assume so. In the yeah, background okay. of the photo, there yes, are, are or, literally organs, pipe, pipe organs, pipe sure, organs. Yeah. but. Yeah, wouldn't that have been ironic? Yeah, exactly. He worked at the Phallus Museum. <laughs> he he didn't he didn't like the competition. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he's been ordered to pay two thousand dollars for the emotional harm that this has caused. Yeah. to his nearby uh, Maori neighbors, he said that the carving was dis- it, it disgusted him. Well, and it promoted sex for pleasure. Oh God, no, no please! It was a penis. Yeah, first uh, this is this is what is fucked up about. The believers uh-huh. is that they they are so obsessed. They are the sex obsessed ones, absolutely, and are so much so that they can't imagine an exposed penis without it being connected immediately to sex, regardless of whether or not it's erect, regardless right. of anything. Like it, just the fact of a visible penis means sex to them. Right. Well, the rest of the world is like, no, dude, that's not. It's just a dick. But he, well, but he, his brain is so. Sex obsessed, Absolutely. he can't imagine it, and his eyes went straight to the to the crotch because. Well, I mean, we're all going to look at the penis. Come on, let me tell you though, <laughs> it was all the way that it was painted. You're going to notice it, yeah, but there's a good chance it's going to also take you a moment to notice. It's not going to oh, be really? the first feature that you see oh, okay. on this thing. There you go. Right. Um, nonetheless, um, when the when the statue went up, uh, he was incensed. He said he said that uh, he spotted the carving shortly after its opening ceremony. I've got to find the person who authorized this. He <laughs> dealt with the local uh, council, the police, the Department of Conservation, uh, and no one would do anything. And Nobody would do anything, Dan. Why aren't they listening to his crackpot craziness? <laughs> it's shameful. Um, he had to take matters into his own hands. Now I'm on his side. He he had no choice. Rosa, uh, Rosalie, his wife, uh-huh. uh, She she's on record. She respects his courage and bravery. <laughs> uh, and she's also... 
she must be the more technical of the two because she's been shielding him from the online abuse that has oh, come from this. Oh. Um, they did, uh, however, uh, they have had some online support, um, including a woman who posted on Facebook that she didn't like the carving either. Mm. Uh, Rosalie and the woman are now best friends, oh. and they work together in a secondhand shop in Woodville. Oh. Uh, it's it's a heartwarming story. Life in Woodville. Some some good has come out of. He's he's uh, he has thing. saved the other Woodvillians from from, the, from wood. The terrifying penis penis. Okay, well <laughs> there you go. Uh, grow up, everybody. Uh, <laughs> All right, I'm gonna, and that's coming from me. If I'm telling you to grow up, there's a problem. Mm hmm. Because I <laughs> am a child. One of the least grown up people. Yeah. Anyway, um, uh, so I don't know if you're aware of this, you being so, uh, out of the political loop as you are. Oh, yeah. But, uh, I stay away from it. But there was a, another democratic debate. Uh, <laughs> I actually watched the first half hour 40 minutes of it did you oh it was mildly miserable i'm unable to watch it i was in i was on my second glass of wine and was just like no turn this off so this was on abc <laughs> uh uh the, the the television network yeah uh the american broadcast company i think that's what that's for something Still, along those something lines. like that anyway yeah. um what you didn't see if you tuned into it was an ad by the Fufurf. Yeah, that's true. I which heard, yeah. they actually have been running the same sort of the same ads for a while now. Yeah. Uh they've got one with uh former president Ronald Reagan's son, Ron Reagan Jr. Yeah. yeah. Uh who declares himself to be an atheist and says uh he's not afraid of burning in hell. Uh but also, you know, it's just a it's just an ad for the Freedom from from Religion Foundation. Right. Uh, they've got another one that quotes John F. Kennedy, who's sa saying, uh, you know, I believe in an America where the separation of church and state is absolute. Uh, two perfectly reasonable ads. They're yeah. issue ads, uh, but not offensive. I mean, believe me, people take offense, but they're well, not actually offensive. Right. They're not Cer on the attack. And certainly not any more offensive than plenty of other ads that ABC's oh, absolutely happy to run. Yeah. Uh, and ABC has run these ads before, but this time around, they decided it was too hot, and they uh, they said no. Wow, rejected it. That's it is a little outrageous. Also, I was I was noticing online this morning, uh, people are very upset about the uh, AOC ad that ran. Yeah, on ABC, right during the debates where yeah. she's a picture of her. It's not a, it's not an fire. ad for her. No. It's an ad against her. Against her and the rest of the squad and whatnot. And Which is hilarious because they're not running for nothing right, right. now. Right. But her picture on fire. Yeah. I mean, burning a picture of yeah. AOC. Yeah. That's that's not too hot. No. But a guy just say willing to say, I don't believe in a god and that's okay. Right. Brr. Too much. Can't do it. Well, all right, Dan. Uh, I want to know, Dan. Yeah. Are you ready for the rapture? <laughs> oh, it cannot come soon enough. I am so, I just, I'm desperate for it. Please okay. happen. Well, then I've got a website for you. Mm. Uh, 
little plug-in for raptureready.com. Okay. Okay. Where you will find the Rapture Index. The Oh. Which is described uh, as being uh, no means to... Uh, by no means meant to predict the the, the rapture. Okay. However, Thank the, God. the index is designed to measure the type of activity that could act as a precursor uh, to the rapture. Okay. Uh, you could say the rapture index is a Dow Jones Industrial Average <laughs> of end time activity. <laughs> this is straight from the website. Oh my God, uh, that's beautiful. And I think it would be, but I think it would be better if you viewed it as prophetic speedometer <laughs> the higher the number the faster we're moving towards the occurrence of pre-tribulation rapture you're telling me that they missed out on the opportunity to compare it to the doomsday clock that's they <laughs> they missed the most obvious okay whatever okay so scores or current index levels of 100 and below uh -huh. that's slow prophetic activity Okay. 100 to 130 is moderate prophetic activity. Okay. <laughs> 130 to 160, heavy prophetic activity. Oh, my goodness. Above 160, fasten your seatbelts. We're redlining, okay. baby. So guess where we're at? Uh, where do you think we are? 240. Nope. Uh, 184. Okay, see? So fasten your seatbelts. Yeah. According to yeah, them. well above the 160 is where I was, is where I was going. <laughs> the index was updated uh, just... Three days ago. Oh, okay. Four days ago. Um, and uh, it actually went down. It was at 185. Mm. It's uh, gone down one point. So that clearly some conditions around the world have slightly uh, improved. Well, we're going to, I mean, to these folks. Just so that people have some context for this, uh, I think it, it was prophetic of us to choose uh, the audio that we're going to be playing in the second segment of the show because uh -huh. it. It is a fast and furious oh, yeah. bit of prophesying. Oh, yeah. And what's amazing is, what, what's great about it is that the prophecy, we'll be listening to Mark Taylor, the, uh, the fireman uh, prophet, the yeah. firefighter prophet. Yeah. And he's referencing a whole bunch of prophecies that he's made, and it's very clear that all of them are like, there will be three who come and do evil. And they're like, they're so... He's Nostradamusing yeah. us. So I think that's probably right. what they're looking at, is a whole yeah. bunch of vagaries. Well, no, that, no, no. That then you can make anything oh. fit. No, 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 no. Oh. There are 45 different scoring, <coughs> excuse me, scoring factors. Okay. Here. Uh, so uh, these, these range from uh, issues on debt and trade, uh, false Christs, the occult, mm. Satanism, unemployment, Ooh. inflation... Uh, Israel has its own factor. Oh, sure. Right? Sure, sure. Uh, climate. Uh-huh. They acknowledge the climate. Uh, wild weather. Well, I don't know if you've uh, read Revelation. Floods. But Revelation deals with all of these things. Mark of the Beast. All right. So, scale of one to five. Mm -hmm. Dan, we're going to, I'm going to test to see where you think oh, they oh feel my. we are. We got a quiz. On uh, some of these. Uh, the economy. I just don't understand any of this. One I'm, to five. One being not a lot of prophetic energy, right? <laughs> five being like end times or not I can't, on this I issue. cannot imagine how they would interpret. First of all, it would have to be like world economy and okay, like- Okay, okay, okay. So economy, 
yeah. I have an explanation for all of these. Oh so God! If you need, if you need some support information, how well the economy is doing demonstrates the stability of a nation. History tells that most movements toward war, dictatorship, and lawlessness is aided by unfavorable financial conditions. So, based on that understanding of the economy, oh my how close, how, how bad is it? Is it a one being good, five being, being bad? I have no idea how they would... I mean, like these presumably are all Trump fans, so they're, the way that they interpret the numbers is going to be very different than how, you know... A, a person would interpret the numbers. <laughs> I sh I'm going to say the, the three, a four. Okay, I give it a four. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, la, 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 meaning la. it's bad. Meaning it's the meaning they think the they, economy is not doing so great. Okay. I don't. I don't know. There you go. I mean, they they're sounding the alarms of recession right now, but like. I don't know. Things seem right now to be good. Not really. I mean, I you know we got trade wars with China. Like I think I think you if you talk. Okay, to I guess good for me. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> I have a job. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, things <laughs> things are okay for us. Things seem stable. Yeah, for me. Yeah, <laughs> and my friends. Uh, anyway, that's probably not the right. I mean, way our unemployment is low, understand. but it's crap jobs crap jobs yeah so maybe they have some understanding of that yeah that maybe surprises maybe. me that, that shocks me right because most of the trump supporters that i hear are like oh the economy is perfect it's amazing and i'm right. just like and like um no that how about the the how about volcanoes how do you think we're doing on the topic <laughs> of volcanoes <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't care what the number is. I'm just happy it's a, it's a, one of the things that they're so, talking. Okay, let me let me tell you. Tell me how we're doing let's, on volcanoes. How, okay, uh, this is based on Matthew twenty four seven. Not mentioned specifically, uh, volcanic eruptions fall into uh, the birth pang theme Matthew described. Volcanoes have an ecological impact that affects other indicators. Oh, okay. Okay. Sure. All right. Okay. What do you think? I have no idea. I don't, I'm, I'm not a seismologist. Oh my God. Four, Dan. Okay. Jesus. It's so obvious. Okay. Right. Great. Okay. Let's just. Amazing. Uh, moral standards, of course, is a five, right? Right. Uh, liberalism is a five. Right. That's of course. Mark of the Beast is a five. Yeah. Nuclear nations, a five. What is Mark of the Beast? You have to read me what Mark of the Beast is because sure. I don't, what the fuck do they to. think that is? This is Revelation 17. 12. Yeah, I know. Uh, the Roman Empire will revive under the leadership of 10 rulers. Uh, this revived Roman Empire will exist for only seven years. Uh, after the Roman Empire has been revived for three and a half years into a seven year rule, the Antichrist will take over and rule for the remaining three and a half years. Now, I did a little nosing around on their website. Uh -huh. um, they, 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 I didn't understand like, any of that. These are like as it pertains anti-European uh, Union types. Okay, as well, they okay. see the European Union as this as a reunification, uh, like a re re revival of the European of the Roman Empire. Interesting, right? And so, like, they have a little picture of like euro currency, uh -huh. right? Uh, talking about the Roman Empire, <laughs> so it's just yeah, Rome's uh -huh. back in the form of the European Union. Oh my god! You know, I mean, it's just insanity. Um, things that are currently the one that went down. One, right, that brought the score down uh -huh. one point. Earthquakes, it was four. 
now it's three. Um, just you know, okay. so you feel a little bit better about that. Thank God. Uh, things that we're doing really great on currently. I don't think there's any ones anywhere here. Uh -huh. but we have a couple twos. Oil supply and price. They're feeling good about that. <laughs> Uh, They're tracking oil supply. Oh yeah. Oh no, my these guys, god. These guys, they they have it all figured out. What does solar mean to them? I wonder. What is like renewable? Like the ad, the rise of renewables. Does that does that portend the, the coming of the apocalypse? Um. Well, the solar uh, indicate in indice index um, index. It's not here. No, they're not gonna. They're not gonna have right. that. Um. Listen, uh, uh, that's all. Okay. All I'm saying is, can we get it over with? Can we just get it done? Yeah, we can move on to the next story. Well, I, I was saying, can we get this rapture happening so that all those <laughs> so good they Christians can, go away. Go, can go away? All right. I want them to self-rapture. Yeah, exactly. Rapture yourself. Find your island. Live your best life. Um, <laughs> speaking of crazy Christians, J. Fal Jew. <gasps> Jerry Falwell Jr., uh, the uh, the 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 uh, head of Liberty University, son and heir to the the Jerry Falwell Senior Dynasty, uh -huh. the fortune and everything. Mm -hmm. We've reported on him recently. Uh, he's he's in hot water. Um, there was a new Politico uh, lengthy article. That that cited several anonymous members of probably the board of Liberty University mm. and uh, other employees yeah. uh, from Liberty U. Yeah, and man, it was a lot. Yeah, the dude. Anybody who's not who's been paying attention can tell that the dude is just. You know, he's a millionaire playboy pretending. Yeah. You know, in hiding under uh, pastor clothing. Right. So and his and his son is apparently just a nutball. Uh, his son Trey, mm -hmm. which means three, because he's oh, Jerry right. Falwell Jr. the third. So they call him Trey. Cute. That's cute. I Isn't like that, that cute? I do like that. Uh, anyway, some Liberty University students have actually planned a protest. They're actually uh, they're actually calling for uh, internal and external investigation of the guy. Wow. Uh, well, he's not. He's not their guy. No. He's a, he's a, he's going out like Liberty University is all about no, you know, it's basically BYU in terms of mm -hmm. their, in terms of like no, no drinking. Right. No sexy anything. Right. Probably don't touch anybody. Right. Uh, you know, maybe wear just a, like a box around you for at all times right. or something. Right, right, right. And now they, and this Politico uh, piece has pictures of Jerry Falwell at a uh, and his son Trey at a fucking uh, Florida nightclub at a Miami oh nightclub. Obviously, they're playboying it up. You yeah. know what I mean? Like oh they, they talked about. Did you see the part? I know you read the article or, le or at least skimmed it. Did, did you see the part where he Jerry Falwell apparently as a thank you to their personal trainer guy that uh -huh. that they we reported on a, a few weeks ago uh-huh as a thank you to help for helping his wife get into the shape that she wanted to get into send him a picture of her 
in like a French maid, like sexy French maid costume. Oh my God. And then accidentally sent it to other people that he didn't mean to send it to. Oh my God. And I had to get them to all delete it. And what? <laughs> oh my God. That's amazing. Oh. Um, it, it does. Have you been watching HBO's The Righteous Gemstones? Oh, I watched one episode of it. It's clear where they're drawing some inspiration. I mean, I mean, it's not hard to find these sort of characters. You go to any of these. this is who these, it yeah, is. This is yeah. who we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. But any of them. You go to any major. You know, it's just you add power. Right. We The only reason we're not reading this stuff about, you know, what's his name? Smiley guy from Texas. What's it? What, Osteen. Oh, yeah. Uh, the only reason we're not reading this from Osteen about Osteen is because it just hasn't come out yet. He might be a little smarter. He might might keep it a little more yeah. under wraps. Well, yeah, it's true. It's possible. You never know. I mean, this guy's just reckless. Yeah. He's going to nightclubs. Yeah. Right? Like, you got to be a little bit more careful. Well, and he's likely been, I mean, we, you know, we know that Michael Cohen, Trump's former uh, mm-hmm. attorney who's now serving time in jail. Right. Uh, he apparently had to clean up some photos that were taken of, of Falwell. Oh, my God. But... But they used that as leverage against him, which yeah. is why he was so in the camp for Trump from an early age, from right. an early point. Right. They leveraged him. Yeah. He's a he's a compromised man. Yeah. And foolish. And a dope. Yeah. Dope. Because dope, let me tell dope. you, if, I mean, I guess you might as well just have fun. I love if that. That's who you are. He accused he accused them of of just photoshopping him into those into the nightclub picture. Yeah. And then the. Uh, the photo agency that Politico got that photo from uh-huh. went back and they were so incensed by that accusation that uh-huh. they went back and found like four more pictures of him in the in the nightclub <laughs> on the same night. I love it. Anyway. That's awesome. All right, Dan. Yeah. Let me tell you, with all of this that's going on in the world, Jerry Falwell, mm-hmm. the rapture's right around the corner. Yeah. It is no surprise to me that Mary our blessed mother our, our mother Mary yeah right that she would be sad <laughs> and weeping don't tell me she's been crying again she's been crying god damn it she's that... been crying there's a, a a weeping icon of Mary uh-huh. with, the, with the child Jesus uh that is uh that just started weeping oh and just barely we're at uh at a Greek Orthodox church in Chicago Oh, um, oh! I guess Greek Orthodoxism is correct. Everybody, we we have an answer. <laughs> the uh, let's see, the Reverend Nicholas Jonas, okay, uh, was sitting in his office uh, Sunday morning when a church employee burst in and informed him of the quote weeping virgin. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He says it's common throughout the Orthodox Church to see a phenomena that or like that, but to have it personally was very overwhelming. After ex- he examined the tears, mm. he placed some cotton balls at the bottom of the painting uh-huh. uh, to absorb the streaks of moisture. Sure. Uh, and he posted a photo uh, on Facebook. That oh, evening, Sunday yeah, evening, sure. Right? By Monday morning, the word had spread, Dan. To all the world. To all the world. Uh, many uh, nearby Greek Orthodox um, uh, uh, priests have come to visit sure and they have verified do, do they wipe, this is for do real. they wipe her tears with their beard no uh she's actually stopped 
The, oh. the weeping has stopped, but the traces of the water have remained. So oh, she is definitely... That's perfect. She looks like a weeping painting. Oh, that's oh, great. Good, good for them. Um, let's see. The Reverend... No La- Name, name uh, that I can't say. <laughs> uh, says, uh, this is a calling on all of us to change our lives. Oh. We need to turn to her in prayer and humility and cleanse our hearts and souls of inequities uh wait so we may find salvation you weren't doing that before i know why are you changing your life now you should have you were supposed to be doing that the whole time yeah I god know. damn but it now so and so now he's been reminded also his eminence metropolitan uh nathaniel <laughs> i don't think boy, that's a real thing that's a thing uh he inspected and confirmed the legitimacy legitimacy of the tears oh yeah um and uh do the teardrops smell suspiciously like a uh, turpentine that's been <laughs> eyedroppered <laughs> onto her eyeballs yeah uh, i don't know here's here's the real kicker dan yeah this parish was in trouble oh the timing <laughs> her timing couldn't have been better could not have been better oh the the parish now they they think that they're probably going to survive their financial troubles oh my god it was pretty much set to close <laughs> uh, but the pews are full dan with oh. people the candles are lit thank you mary and the pews are full oh wow blessings be what? upon her she what? she saved the thank day thank you thank you mary you know there's two ways to interpret that <laughs> Uh, but I think the correct way is definitely that that Mary, Someone. mother of Joseph, <laughs> has saved the parish. <laughs> I don't think there's any other way to, to look at that uh, when you're being honest with yourself. Uh, it's really amazing. Uh, all right. I'm going to take us finally to the Barna group. That Barna? You know, you, the, the, uh, the religious surveyor. I love Barna. Not surveyor, meaning they sort of plot roads out or whatever but <laughs> surveyor meaning they they conduct surveys polls um, pollster pollsters um they've done a study the efficacy of which i uh one questions because it was done online and whatever anyway oh, okay. so right. it excludes you know the illiterate and those without access to the internet and i don't know how they got people to participate because you know these self-selecting things tend to be pretty mm. skewed but yeah 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 all that taken for all, interesting findings. Uh, they asked about various forms of anxiety among uh, young people. Oh. Young adults. Oh. Okay. Uh, and came up with some interesting things uh, that I, I don't tr- really doubt their findings. Uh, they are a little disheartening for our side of the, of the matter, but uh, that's okay. Okay. Uh, for instance, uh, they asked people... So, so they ask people to rate uh, how how they feel. Uh, oh, okay. I often feel anxious about important decisions. Hmm, yeah. Okay. Now, of the total number of people that answered this question, forty percent of them agreed agreed that they often feel yeah. anxious about yeah. important decisions. Of course, it's normal. Yeah, for forty percent, almost seems low. Like if it's yeah. an important decision, you should feel a little anxious about yeah. it. Anyway. Yeah. Um. Christians Uh-oh. came in at 39%, so below the average. Oh. Other religions came in at 35%. Oh, interesting. Nuns, atheists, agnostics, and people of no religion oh, no. 
came in very much above the average at 47%. Right, because their brains work normally. <laughs> right. Well, there's that. Yeah. Um, like, and this was... Because a, we're just like, yeah, of course you feel anxious about that. Right. When Christians with their false sense of security, yeah. that everything's just going to be okay yeah. because Jesus, right? Yeah. Yeah, of course you're, you're, you've, you've deluded yourself. You've prayed about it. And you're like, well, it's in Jesus' hands. You're right. Why should I get all right. kind of, you know, Prozac-y about this? Right. Uh, other questions include, I often feel afraid to fail with similar results. Mm. Uh, I often feel sad or depressed, unfortunately. Uh, the total is 28%. That's a nice, that's at least not over, you know, yeah. not, not yeah, hovering okay. around that 40 to 50%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Christians come in at like... 23%. Whoa. Whereas atheists and agnostics and nuns come in at 37%. Oh my god. It's pretty big jump. Holy shit. Christians reporting uh self-reporting now. Right. But that's a huge leap. So I mean, th I guess the question for me becomes hmm. is there something to even pretend comforts? You know what I mean? Like, I, there's the uh, there's the George Bernard Shaw quote, which is that the fact that a drunk is happier than a sober person is no more to the or or the fact that that a believer is happier than a is a than a religious person is no more to the point than a drunk being happier than a sober person. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. And yet, one one sort of wonder, but you know, the factors that I'll they're take drunk any day. <laughs> Well, join up. Join a religion. No, I'll take the drunk. Okay, we'll just go. Yeah, be, I'm going to, I'm going I, to I'm be religious. I'm not going to be religious. Not religious, but I I'm will go for drunk. Drink a ton. Uh, that sounds no. great. Here's the thing, though, to me. What they're not factoring in is the fact that atheists, agnostics, nuns are a an oppressed minority. Exactly. Uh, right. And they're they're living in a like, world that that uh, that doesn't. Like right. you know, when there's a better, there's more likely, there's a, a greater chance that that atheist is facing uh, problems with their family, right? Right, rejection from community, yeah, right. Which those are high indicators of of, of happiness, of depression, anxiety, yeah. all of those and things, sort of general satisfaction, yeah. and whatnot, right? Like if if you have those two squared away. Hey, there's there's a good ch you got friends, you got family, you got support. Yeah, you don't feel alone, isolated, whatever. Yeah, and you're gonna f you, there's a greater chance in our current society that you're going to find that more readily amongst a religious community. Right. If you profess a religion, then people sort of gather around you, yeah. and and you have a you have a built-in. Uh, safety net and yeah. social network and stuff and the likelihood that you grew up in that community or you know that you grew up with parents who believe the same way right. etc you and if you're one of the many atheists and nuns etc that have left your religion right right you're you've got rejection in your life that's probably yeah that, the numbers actually do make sense to me yeah, they, um, they do to me too. And and all I can say is that while for those of our listeners who may still be in that place, yeah, right, um, it's that classic line of it it, it gets better, right? It can for it, sure. I I I think in general it gets better. I think that um, if if you've faced family rejection, mm -hmm. you can go find 
new family. Yeah. Right. You can Chosen make family. your family. Yeah. And I think, th and, and that's a more, and to be perfectly honest, chosen family is far more solid than, than the family that you just sort of dumb lucked into. Yeah. I mean, your values are going to line up. Yeah. It's going to align. Yeah. And if you do, you know, and it may take, you may have to take a several swings at, yeah. at a new family. Right. Because especially if all of your other, you know, all of your previous experience with you know, building relationships centered around something that wasn't real, like religion or whatever. <laughs> right. It's going to take a minute to learn how to do it, to figure out how yeah. to honor yourself and how to honor, you know, how to how to get rid yeah. of toxic people yeah. in your life. Yes. Uh, because oh my god, religion teaches you keep all the toxicity. That's what's good for you, or whatever. Oh my god. So yeah. I mean, it can get better, but yeah. it. I think we have to work harder for it. We have to work for it. And yeah. I think, but I think it's worth, it's not going to just magically get better. Right. Right. You can't just be like, oh, well, Frank said it gets better. Yeah. Right. Just wait around. <laughs> just sit in your basement until it gets better. No. Go out, find some stuff. Find you got, some you got to work for activities, it. You got to work for do it. Do some volunteering if that's what it takes. Yeah. You know. Do, uh, even if it's not, not what it takes, do some volunteering. That's a great idea. No. No. Don't, don't volunteer. Only, only to means to an end. <laughs> that's the only reason to volunteer. Yeah, all right. Well, uh, hey, if you guys have anything that you'd like to add to this discussion, you can do so. Write to us, podcast at thinkautomatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yep. Go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGIAtheist, and click on that like button. And while you're there, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge and request to join. It is a closed group, but we will let you in. More to come. Well, Frank, Dan, we teased it earlier. What did we tease? Mark Taylor, prophet, seer, and revelator, the, mm. the former firefighter <laughs> who is now who, fighting fires for the Lord. Who hears voices in his head who, and calls them God. He's about to tell us. Uh, he's Okay. What you're about to get is fast and furious. So let me just clue you in. <laughs> he's going to talk about Chief Justice of the U.S. Supreme Court, John uh, Roberts. Uh, yeah. He's talking about some false reports that Justice Roberts was somehow linked to Jeffrey Epstein. Right. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein, the now dead uh, guy who ran the pedophile rings. Yes. Um, who is, there were a lot of names associated with him, yeah. and it's very bad. Yeah. And we ha we still have yet to learn all of the depths of, of his depravity. Right. And he had an island that people would go to have parties on where he trafficked, sex trafficked uh, people, children. and It just is unbelievable. Yeah. It sounds so made up. It sounds so made up. This is where the conspiracy theorists suddenly feel completely vindicated. Right. Because their nonsense actually lines up with something that actually happened in reality. I'm worried about the lizard people. Yeah. I'm really legitimately that's worried. Where, that's what there are lizard people. Yeah. Now we know. <laughs> all of the conspiracy theories are true. We all, found that out. All. Oh, God. <sighs> I don't no. even know how to, how to respond now that I know that the earth is flat. It's just, it's all weird. Anyway, uh, 
apparently, uh, so so you're going to hear about uh, about Justice Roberts. You're going to hear about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Oh. Uh, we'll just play it, and then yeah. we'll try and pick up the pieces after uh, the fact. Boy, All there, right, there here, are pieces. Here we go. One of the Anons had said that they're preparing for a royal funeral in the next eight days. They just sent a new honor guard group to uh, D.C. to prepare for Jimmy Carter's funeral. Wow. That prophecy I wrote, the evil crew of 32, when the Lord was telling me when one goes, the other one won't be far behind. Bush died in November of last year. If this comes true, this will be the second one right here. Okay, what about this one? This one's the one I can't verify. Maybe you can. Is John Roberts. They said his name was mentioned in there as going twice. Now, they said they didn't say SCOTUS. They said it was a guy named John Roberts, so they can't verify if this is the one. Now, if he's the one, you and I both know that little witch called RBG's been there multiple times. Larry Nichols told me himself years ago there was pedophilia on that court. But if John Roberts has been there, that means RBG's been there, which if that's the case, then that might be the scandal God's been talking about. The three would be taken down in a scandal. Who's the third one? Well, I can tell you Ruth Bader Ginsburg is really behind a lot of the abortion rulings. She's a witch from the pit of oh, yeah. hell. Oh, yeah. She's the one that ruled that 12-year-olds should be able to have sex in her dissertation or whatever it was. So I, she's got to be a pedophile. And if that's the case, then this is the scandal that God was talking about where three would, would go down on the SCOTUS because they would demand their resignations if that was the case. And so who's the third unknown? That's what I want to know because there's another one in there somewhere. Wow. Oh. Uh, that's, that was a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that's, that's how the, I like his shotgun approach to prophecy. You just... Yes. You bang, just bang, bang, throw bang, everything bang. out there. You, yeah. you, if you literally say every possibility, then when one of them happens, you can be like, "Told you." Yeah, it's the, the what? Do, what do they call it? The rapid fire round. Yeah, the speed round. Yeah, yeah. You start. You start just throwing it all out there, yeah. and then and then uh, you can uh, confirmation bias is a powerful thing. Yeah. You can ignore all of the things that you got wrong. And just focus on well, the Well, and you're not getting into any details. Right. right? Oh, no. Details are... are and, and, and so, like, John... So, y y you hear the name. Yeah. Right? And then you kind of... If you're not paying too much attention, you miss the fact that he says, we, we just know that the name was John Roberts. <laughs> right. But if it was John Roberts... If it was that John and Roberts... And then they start talking in, in concrete terms again. Right. Right. About he went in and he did this and they did that. He's going to go down and then and we if go... if he's there, then Ruth Bader Ginsburg clearly would be there. Well, she's obviously a pedophile. I don't clearly. know... Clearly. I don't know if you guys realize... Clearly. How... I mean, look at the woman. She's clearly... They call her a witch twice. A witch. Oh, it's just... It's sickening. A sweet old woman. Well, I mean, if you put her in a costume, she'd look kind of witchy. Yeah. Because old women are easy to, to demonize. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why we all have to go after the old ladies. Because they're, they're crones. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're evil. They are evil. I mean, I think that with that's their, undeniable. With their sharp features. And their, their wrinkled faces. How dare they get wrinkled faces? Don't, don't wrinkle. <laughs> what are you, evil? All right. Uh, we had some folks write into us and we call did. into us. Um, I'll start, I'll start okay. with Sounds this. Uh, this one's from Michael, who says, I wanted to comment on your discussion about whether or not laws that limit speech are a good idea. Uh, I think okay. you and I, uh, yeah, we discussed yeah, yeah, yeah. that. Yeah. That's a good... Okay. Uh, I think... <clears throat> excuse me. I think no more poignant example of how... Protecting the uh, uh, protecting absolute free speech is a bad idea 
than Donald Trump's America. Setting aside bad policies, sad excuses for rhetoric, and practically daily scandals that justify impeachment, Trump's political regime includes openly hateful speech towards many minority groups. Hmm. In the past, our society has generally turned racist, sexist, prejudiced, and bigoted speech into social taboos and enforced those taboos through social exclusion. But those taboos have been cracked wide open by the bigot-in-chief, starting with uh, the earliest policy-related effort in the Muslim ban. In, Muslim ban. Hmm. in 2017, it was reported by Pew Research that assaults against Muslim Americans had risen above levels recorded in post-9-11-2001 America when they were previously at their highest. R uh, reported this year, anti-LGBTQ plus hate crimes are also on the rise and have been risen and have risen sharply since the inception of the Trump campaign uh, and subsequently the Trump administra administration. I can use words. Uh, NPR reported in 2018 that hate crimes against Latinos in California were up alone in California alone were up 50 percent since 2016. And finally reported in 2018, the FBI put hate crimes against African-Americans and Jews as the most reported hate crimes in 2017 but also included other groups I have already mentioned as victims. None of these hatreds are new, and it's hard to quantifiably say that things were very good for these groups before the advent of Trumpism. But it's definitely undeniable that the empowerment of right-wing extremists, uh, including white supremacists, through the examples of unfiltered, politically incorrect speech from the office that so many Americans worship as the prime example of uh, executive power in the world has done measurable harm mm. and increased that harm. Mm -hmm. What does this mean for free speech? I'm not sure uh, that there is a particularly good solution to the problem, but I don't think penalties for speech that clearly endorses, encourages, and enables harm, especially against the groups with little to no political power, is an automatically bad re uh, restriction on mm. speech, mm. especially when you can measure the results that that speech has in multiple different statistical analyses. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I mean, I think I, I think it is hard to draw straight lines from one thing to another. Right. Even though, like, you can see a sort of echo effect, or you know, you know what I mean. Like, it's hard to say Trump said X and therefore Y happened. Right. But yeah, I mean, definitely inciting violence is always going should be restricted speech. Right. Uh, you you cannot be uh, it, it can't be good speech it can't it, yeah we can't allow speech that incites people to hatred and right violence. well hatred I don't know violence I definitely think we can we can say that that's a no go right I mean uh, yeah but it's it, hard it's, it's hard because you know hatred leads to violence yeah. often yeah I know I don't know it, it's it's an interesting thing and it, like I I really appreciate the email those are those are very interesting and thought-provoking points yeah and i uh and that's where i'm at with this issue yeah right now is that i i haven't i haven't landed again on a new position mm -hmm. right i had a position and now i'm kind of up in the air and i'm like you know um places that in this world that enjoy a lot of freedoms right very mm -hmm. very enviable freedoms in fact um have landed in a very different place than our society has landed. Yeah. And our, 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 our system of government has landed on, on these issues. And so I, I, I just kind of have to ask myself, you know, like, 
where is the this, the appropriate position? And so I I think that's a great email. Yeah. I, I love it. Thank you. Do you want to play the uh, the yes? The I do. Uh, this is a question that has come up from time to time on the show, um, and uh, I think it's always uh, worth addressing the, these kind of questions. This is from a young person, um, and it sounds like uh, he's he's got his his situation figured out pretty well. But he, he, he still has a, a question for us. So okay. um, our great <laughs> wisdom will, will weigh in after, oh, good. after this uh, yeah. voicemail. Hey, Frank and Dan. Just wanted to say I'm a huge fan. Been listening for a while now, about two years. I have been an atheist since I was about 12 years old. I am 17 now. No one in my family knows about it, and I'm trying to find a good way to come out once I move out in the following couple of years. But the reason I've been so hesitant before is pretty much my father would disown me and kick me out. So I was wondering if you guys had any good advice on how to basically break the ice to this once. I no longer have the threat of being homeless deterring me. So, yeah, that's my uh, question of the day, basically. So I just wanted to say, again, big fan, and hope you use this in your video. Thank you. Well, yeah, thank you for, yeah, thanks for the call. For... And, uh, um, yeah, I, <clears throat> I, I, I love that he knows that his, the most important thing right now is Keep yourself safe. Keep yourself safe. Keep yourself housed and sheltered. Yeah. Um, and the time will come when you can, uh, you know, tell your parents that you don't believe yeah. in God. Um, and, and, and unfortunately, that, some that wisdom is, is required in this situation. Yeah. It's not just as easy as I need to be me and, uh, and throw caution to the wind. Right. Yes. Um, <laughs> but the time will come when you'll you'll need to tell your parents yeah and 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 i think that's i i feel like that's you need to tell your parents at some point like you can't live a double life you can't go around um you know wait waiting for them to come to you right right like you you need to take you need to grab this bull by the horns and uh take take control yeah so how do you break the ice that's his question yeah how, how, I think you, you know what yeah I've heard a lot of people suggest this and I think that it's not a bad idea which is to start on some softer targets than your okay. parents ah yeah do you, do you have an aunt or an uncle that you can go to who might be a little more accepting but still has the same thing uh, and who <clears throat> because they might be a sibling of of your your dad right. it sounds like that's the one you're you're worried about um, like Maybe they have some advice. Right, exactly. Right. And they can be, yeah, they know your parents. Maybe they can be an ally in you uh, going to them or whatever. Sometimes that can be a good idea if you if you like your, you know, if you think that if that you could, have that kind of relationship. You, only well. you can, can figure right. these things yeah. out. But if you have a softer target, if you have somebody that you can go to first, test the waters, yeah. try out some stuff, see what you think. Yeah. Also, you, you don't have to, I, I wouldn't open with mom, dad, I'm an atheist. Like, that's not. That that's a big scary word for a lot of people, mm. but you know you can start with things like my views on religion are changing. You know what I mean, and I don't, 
and I want you guys to know that I still love you and I still love this family, mm-hmm. but uh, but I'm not. I find myself not believing the same things that you believe. Right. And I want, you know, and and also you can talk about your fears before you even go into this. I say yeah. I'm afraid that you're going to reject me, and I'm afraid that I'm going to be that you're going to treat me badly. Yeah. When I reveal this to you, get them on record. That they're not going to reject you, right? Or, or well, <laughs> so you you, you may not be back a, in their face. I, okay, now no, that's not <laughs> what we're trying to do here. But get, but when you preface things in those ways, yeah. when you make it, and when you make, and don't make it about like I think you're going to do something bad. Make it about I'm afraid. Right. This talk is about so, your feelings. Talk about your feelings mm-hmm. and talk about who, uh, like, what? Yeah, exactly. Make if if you can be vulnerable. Yeah. In this in in this conversation, it's going to invite them to be a little more vulnerable. Mm. It's going to invite them, and this may or may not work. None of this is guaranteed. Yeah. But these are all just sort of ways that you can just sort of break the ice. What you want to do is ask your parents to be parents. Remind right. them that they love you. Right. Remind them that you love them. Right. Because just remember that what they're going to feel is not, oh, my child has reassessed things. And changed their mind in a logical way. What they're going to feel is, my child is attacking my identity, mm-hmm. not just my re- my beliefs or my religion. These mm-hmm. people will associate it with who they are. Right. They're going to feel personally attacked. Right. It's not fair. It's not right. But that's how they're going to feel. Yeah. So, and also, I would add this, which is, if. And it does sound like you think this could go poorly. Yeah. Right. And so if, if you do think that, and that that is one true possible outcome here, which I think it probably always is yeah. in these kind of situations, you need to be prepared for what's going to happen to you. Mm-hmm. Not just from like an isolation from your family sort of way, but from the emotional distress that this could really cause for you Mm. um they're like be prepared for a period of mourning if they cut you off right right like you need to steal yourself emotionally and mentally um against some some potential outcomes here and be aware of your own mental health yeah in 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 the aftermath but also don't don't, say this to scare you yeah and don't let this be this is from personal experience right of having had this not go great <laughs> and and it, but while it, it, while you should be prepared for that don't let that make you believe that that's the only possibility of what could no, happen no, 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 it, no, this no. could go fine it could go rough it's probably going to be rough it's going to be a right. rocky road right it could go really bad at the beginning and then uh they come around eventually right it could go better than you expect just just be aware <clears throat> though that parental rejection right Mm. does take a psychological toll yeah and so if i'm saying if right if Mm -hmm. that is the outcome you need to make sure that you have a good support group yeah lined up yeah have some friends make sure that your friends have know what you're going through and be able to talk it through with people and get some good support on the other side yeah because while things may patch up eventually with your parents there's going to be a moment of real it's going to be hard. It's and gonna, it's a long it, it game. Could be, it could be rough. It's a right? long game. Yeah. You got you to be looking way down the road if yeah. you want to keep the things, uh, if, if you want to keep this relationship going. Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, okay. I think we've just terrified someone. I hope not. Like, I hope not. This, this is something that you, you have you, you do have to do, and um, and you owe it to yourself. But you don't have to do to it to live honestly and openly. Yeah. And there are, but there are risks. Yeah. Right. And you can choose when to do it. It doesn't have to be right after mm. you move out. It doesn't have to. It's still your choice. I, All I, of this is you. It does sound like he's kind of champing at the bit. I know. I know. <laughs> like he wants to tell his parents. Be careful. And so. I'm just saying, know, know the lay of the land. Yeah, good luck. Let us know yeah, how it goes. Luck. And please do let us know how it goes. Uh, All right, Chaz wrote into us. Uh, Chaz wrote, hi, Frank and Dan. I'm a current major in linguistics. Oh, this oh. is in reference to us uh, having your story that, where we talked about... Uh, American Sign Language. The, yes, uh, the, the, the group of young people raising money to translate the Bible into various sign languages around the world. Oh, yeah. Not just America. It's yeah. already been done in American Sign Language. Right. Yes. Uh, hi, Frank. I'm a current major in ling linguistics in North Carolina, and in doing so, I've learned some uh, a good bit of about sign language. What I think y'all need to know is that uh, while some sign, language, uh, sign languages may have hev a heavy relationship to spoken languages, sign languages themselves are, are utterly and completely unique to any other language spoken or otherwise. The technical stuff is really difficult to understand uh, in layman's terms, but you can essentially think of a native French speaker reading an English Bible. His understandings will be mostly complete, uh, but he will lose a great deal of the meaning in the process and lose what, what intricacies that English may, ha may have that French does not and vice versa. This is assuming that the individual is deaf at birth and didn't already know said spoken language. Uh, it'd be like putting it into Google Translate and hoping for the best. I'm pretty loath to encourage uh, more Bibles, but I wholeheartedly support the idea to translate it into sign languages. The deaf community deserves to understand the Bible in its completeness and assess its own shoddy uh, sh validity as much as hearing people do. Even if the broadband access gets a, a bit dicey, even if broadband access gets a bit dicey, my only qualm is that I hope that they're translating it with a native sign language and English speaker. Uh, you can be native in sign language as, as naturally as, uh, as you are in a spoken language uh, so that they get the most accurate uh, to the text version. So, uh, yeah, thanks, Chaz. Yeah. Sign languages are, they have entirely sep separate uh, syntax and yeah. diction and all that yes. sort of stuff. And so it's it is important to, to realize that it's not just like yes we i was i was glib about you know people deaf people being able to read because they have vision they have sight right uh but it's not as simple as that uh no. they they were raised with a different language sure and so and so i can see how that could be very tricky right uh so there you go thank you for that we had a whole bunch of people write in and call in about that hmm. uh uh, do, do we have, uh, some, oh, we do, we have some people to thank, and I'm going to start us off by saying that, uh, we need to thank Steven, who is a new donor, uh, on PayPal. Oh, nice. So thank you for that. Uh, this is, uh, all, all of it goes into the, the, the kitty of people that we're counting to try and get to our new goal. Yes, indeed. Um, we have one new Patreon for okay. Patreon. I always threw that off. Throw that. I always get thrown off by that. Yes. Um, a patron on a patron Patreon. on Patreon. 
anywho, uh, coming in at the Pope level. A new Pope? We have a new Pope! Dad. Holy cow. Uh, Jared. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you, Jared. That's Thank fantastic. You Jared. Um, and as always, we have our top donor, our Lord and Savior, Hannah! Oh, Blessed be she. Uh, yeah. y- y'all are amazing. Uh, if you would like to help us reach our goal of getting to ad-free, entirely listener-supported TGIA, yes, yes. Uh, you can do so by going to thankautomatheist.com and clicking on the, uh, the banner on the right-hand side of the page. Right. Uh, and, and, and that'll take you to Patreon. You can just have, you, you choose the level at which you, you support us. And, uh, and, and then you're a good person just like these guys. So, Dan. Yes, sir. Um, I came across this interesting article about, um, well, it's not... It's a tragic uh, situation okay. uh, for not only our beautiful open lands here in Utah, yeah, um, but for the tribes that consider these lands sacred. Sure. Um, and right now, uh, the the government is uh, opening um, lands up near some uh, some of these sacred lands. Yeah, I mean, and right now, right now, basically, right basically, now, the Trump administration is just fucking everything over, except for big business. And yeah, exactly. oil gets to gets to go into all these national monuments and all these places that for, that previously were forbidding. Yeah, uh, oil. Yeah, but and beautiful, beautiful, uh, beautiful parts of our state, southeast uh, Utah. Yeah, southwest um Colorado sure um bits of Arizona so forth and so on where these tribes i mean i've been down to like the um Mesa Verde mm-hmm. national park yeah. which is uh, amazing and this is talking about a place called Hovenweep uh which right. also has a lot of um um old uh, uh ruins yeah. of of ancient communities yeah like Prehistoric Pueblan villages, yes, exactly, and a coalition of tribes has uh, started to um, oppose, or has been opposing for a very long time, these activities. And so I was sitting there, and I'm like, "Wow, you know, like um, I feel strongly about this issue. I don't think that these lands should be developed. I think they should be held pristine." Uh, these are this is a dark skies area. We'll which tell is that to that the I, Puebloans. <laughs> they developed it they, first. I know they're the ones who <laughs> desecrated the land in the first place. <laughs> right? Um, no, but this is also like a dark skies area, which is a really amazing program mm-hmm. of pre- trying to preserve these pristine areas that don't have um, light that pollution. don't have light pollution, um, and yet the, the you know big business energy. Etc. Would love to come in and develop uh, these areas and exploit the oil yeah. that potentially is there. Um, so, I my my interests are currently uh, aligned with uh, you know these native groups who who consider these lands sacred, right? And 
that's not problematic. That's just people who kind of agree on an issue, right? Um, but I also respect their arguments. Uh huh. Right. Like this. Well, like if nothing the- else, I don't care. I don't like. I don't, honestly don't even care that they they consider it sacred. I care that that, that we just respect the wishes of these people. <laughs> For, for once every now and then every, just, just almost on possibly, a whim every possibly. now and then just be like respectful <laughs> of the people that we that that we uh decimated and whatever yeah yeah i, I think it's interesting unreal. because because the temptation is there uh for us when we do find ourselves our interests aligning with those of a tribe or or, or you know of a religious group yeah the temptation is is to be is to sort of call upon that you know when when the uh what was the pipeline that was the 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 keystone pipeline was coming through and the native tribes were uh were protesting that yeah as were a whole bunch of very uh of of, of liberal people right the temptation was is to make it just about that right but you know what i think that that's a bad place to go to say this is mm. sacred to somebody so we need to uh, we need to honor that, right? Because there are better reasons. Oh yeah. To to, to be opposed to a, a, a an oil pipeline or the uh, development of right. these lands, their their sense of what is sacred is a dangerous precedent to set. Because then mm-hmm. we have to honor everything that's sacred to everybody, <laughs> and right. there, a line has to be drawn at right. some point. Right. Uh, there is also, for instance, um, we've I think we've reported on it uh, months ago, an ongoing protest in Hawaii mm-hmm. where uh, uh, where they're going to build a big, a huge telescope right. on top of a Hawaiian mountain because yes. that's it's some of the clearest sky yeah. that you get. Yeah, so it's great we can see into the space and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And there are already telescopes up there. However, that mountain is sacred to native Hawaiians. Yeah. Uh, it's like, you know, some god or something. Right. Well, clearly. Yeah, obviously. Clearly it is. Obviously. Uh, so they are trying to, they're demonstrating, they, they're out there every day. They've been out there for months trying to stop the building of the 30-meter telescope uh, based on the sacredness of the mountain. Right. If I align myself with the sacredness of <laughs> the, you know, the 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 Hoven Weep area uh, area or whatever, yeah. then I got to align myself. I mean, look, I don't think we should just discount them because they think it's sacred. I I think that that's so, that should be a consideration. I think I think that you have to at least understand why, like what their motivations are in protecting the land. Yeah, right. And they do see it as sacred. Um, but I mean, honestly, like, <sighs> I mean, you, bringing in this issue with the the telescope, it's it, it is a very different issue. One, we're saying, you know. Uh, my my perspective on southern utah is that it should just be preserved sure as much as possible sure right that these open spaces these quiet and dark 
places that are left on the planet and in this country that we should probably think about like what that what that means to keep them right right that the, that there is an experience of going out to these places that that don't have any kind of encroachment of development or right. industry or whatever that makes them incredibly special right and i know that a lot of people in the west actually resent that protectionist perspective sure right um a lot of our neighbors in this area don't think that way right and then there's this other group here who think like we do <laughs> and we're like no what is wrong with you why would you want to let this be destroyed right, right? um because we, we only get it once right these, these lands only are pristine until until they ain't until they're not and then it's right? gone and then what do you do like you can't it's gonna be millennia yeah before you, can't, you can't turn back clocks on that yeah. sort of thing well, the same thinking could be applied to the the thing in Hawaii. Yeah, I absolutely. Know. I know. Uh, it's it's a tricky thing, and 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 I think that there is validity in in discussing what is sacred to people mm -hmm. and uh, and honoring what is sacred to people. Mm -hmm. uh, that that's it's not we shouldn't just dismiss what people hold sacred. Right. I don't think I think because, that that's because in essence, my attitude about these places is I hesitate to say that I feel that they're sacred right yeah. but in the way the my but my attitude holds it in such high esteem right sure that it verges on a sense of sacred sure right but my point is we while we need to honor what other people hold to be sacred mm -hmm. we also need to know that like your version, what you think is sacred, isn't what I think is sacred, and we need to. Well, we the need... oil companies don't see Southern Utah as sacred. I know. What I'm saying is that that can't be the deciding factor on things, right? Because Lord knows, the Christians have been using the word sacred to bludgeon <laughs> us for decades, for yeah. for for hundreds, thousands of years. People have used that word yeah. to. Beat the shit out of people and not let people, you know, not let people do, take away people's freedoms, right. all sorts of things. The word sacred cannot be a, a be all end all. Right. Uh, so I, it's a very, I find myself at odds with myself on this all the time because I can't figure out where my brain is, is willing to stop. I know because I me, want to honor people, right? And I want to and I and you know even Christians, even the most obnoxious Christians, I want to honor what's important to them, right? But it can't stop, like it can't infringe too much on my rights, and that's and that is where we need to find where the line is. A right. line has to be drawn. Well, yeah, because you tell you tell me, uh, this you know pristine place. Uh, is going to be disrupted by a telescope, and I go, oh, okay, right, right, because and, we're we're excited about the science that's going to happen, right, and but you tell me that the that the same place is going to be uh, disrupted by oil, right, exploration, right, um, and I and it's an emphatic no. I think a lot of people on our side, on, on the sort of liberal left, are like. Like if you said the same plot of land is going to be uh, is going to have an oil derrick on it, they'll scream and shout. Mm -hmm. But if you say that plot of land is going to have 
<laughs> they'll scream and shout about the pristineness of the land or whatever. Uh-huh. But if you say you're going to put up a windmill, they'd be like, oh, great. So like, I, I don't want windmills through southern Utah. Not most of it. There are parts look, of it where they could go, right? What I'm saying is but like, we, we have to check our own biases on these things. <laughs> I'm saying... I'm saying a lot of people would be okay with one and not okay with the other, and the, the desecration is exactly the same. So, like, mm. start doing some thought experiments Mm-mm. with yourself, I think. Is, is the, the desecration exactly the same? In terms of, like, a big machine being on the land? I mean... What do you... I mean, I mean what you, else is the... De- you, you could, you could uh, convince me more easily that a windmill should go in to some place than oil. I mean, the desecration isn't the same in the sense that like a windmill is not going to create pollution. Yeah, exactly. Outside of that immediate space of like it being visual. Well, and there's, and and there's, well, and there's pollution involved in making the thing and building the thing. Yeah, exactly. But ultimately it's producing power. It's less polluting. Yeah. uh, In total. Putting these, this crap into the air. Right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the 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 long term problems with a windmill are less than the long term problems, presumably, of an oil derrick. <laughs> and yet, uh, I think a lot of times the objection is, uh, I, I'm just saying, like we need to be coming up with thought experiments for ourselves to check our own biases, and that's how we figure out what these lines are, right. where we draw these lines, uh, in terms of, uh, you know, what, how much do we honor. Because it's so easy when we see someone agreeing with us to go, what they said. Yeah. It's sacred. It's sacred. We can't do anything. Yeah. You have to respect those people. Right. Because, because I really wrestle with the whole Native Hawaiian thing. Yeah. Because it's like, well, again, it's kind of a similar, it's a very similar sort of scenario. A bunch of white people come in and right. yeah. displace you from your stuff and take your stuff and your land and this and that, right? And this is this place that's, you know, important to them. Yeah. And I would normally argue, well, as a displaced native people, again, I don't care that it's sacred. I care that they care about it. Right. Right. Like, I care that it's important to them. Right. Okay. Well, maybe we should try to find some way to honor that. But then you tell me that it's like one of the only places where you can put this telescope to do this thing and that there's already telescopes up, telescopes up there. <laughs> I'm like... Well, put a, who use the same access road and put it over there and be respectful and <laughs> fuck, god damn it, yeah, right? yeah, you know. But then it turns out that they already resent those other two telescopes or whatever it is, and you're just like, oh man, it's tricky. God, why are you making this so fucking hard? I I just want these people to be able to look at the stars. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And do their science. Yep, makes me happy. It's tricky. <laughs> I. But I don't like fat cats getting fatter right. off of extracting oil out of the land. What that about all, what crazy. about those fat cats running big science out there? All those guys getting wealthy oh, off of so telescopes. Oh my god, makes me crazy. Yeah, big lens, big <laughs> Hubble's over here getting rich. <laughs> well, we got we got Native Hawaiians <laughs> being dishonored. <laughs> 
Anyway, these are not easy things. I think I think if anything, this segment is just about not making everything in black and white. Yeah. Because that's not what how the world works. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, if you have some insights that you would like to offer, please do so. Write into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah. Go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGIAtheist, and click on that like button. And while you're there, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge and request to join this closed group. We will let you in. Also, find us on Twitter. I tweet every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, at TGIAtheist. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the social media... Our sincerest thanks go to Mackenzie for all of her hard work on the Facebook page and to Amy and Danny for uh, being moderators on the, in the Members Only Lounge. And a big thanks goes out to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their music and also to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And a big thanks to all of you for tuning in. We sure do appreciate you. Bye-bye. Bye.